Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well met, fellow adventurers. I am now trying to find out what those four bone amulet pieces bone amulet fragments that I got will actually do the only real clue I have is that the instant I got them a new a scenario appeared in the adventure finder telling me to go to Tally's trading post which makes sense because Tally's had been there. Maybe he dropped something. Maybe it was destroyed in a fight against one of the Hargrim. Who knows? Because the only thing to do is to go to Western Tulsa, near Trithic, to Tally's trading post. There you are. You stand in the thick of the forest, just west of Terrific. Before Tally's infamous trading post. Just north of the large wooden stone structure sits the relatively comparatively modest cottage the renowned adventurer calls home. Tally's. Perhaps the most illustrious adventurer in all of Swithian history. Tally's now runs the trading post where he engages in selling many of the magnificent enchanted weapons and magical pieces of armour he has collected over a lifetime of adventure. The only currency accepted at Tally's trading post is Adventurer Tokens. Let's enter it. No, 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 nothing's happened yet. Leave the shop. Leave the shop. I was, I'll meet him in his cottage. Over a steaming mug of, mug of payload, Parlos inquires about your latest adventures. He nods frequently and often shakes his head in disbelief as you relate to him some of your more recent and daring exploits. At length, you describe to him your experiences in time. 
including the discovery of the bone amulet shards, which produces an immediate and profound change in his demeanour. The retired master adventurer suddenly straightens up in his chair and quietly asks you to repeat the latter part of your account. A faint smile spreads across his face as you describe to him how you came across and recovered the four pieces of the strange bone amulet. It's not too forward for me. I would ask to have a quick peek at them, he says, staring at you intently. Alright, seeing no harm in his request, you remove the four shards of the bone amulet from amongst your belongings and lay them on the table. Tallies hops to his feet and leads across to closely examine the pieces. His faint smile quickly widens into a broad grin. I knew it was still in there, he says, exhaling sharply. This, dear friend, is something I lost quite some time ago. Something I've longed to recover since the day it first left my possession. In fact, prepared to pay you quite a handsome sum for it. Tullius takes his seat on the opposite side of the table and tells you he will offer a fair reward for the amulet if you're able to recover its centrepiece, a seven-sided iron, iron eye. The eye was taken when the amulet was spashed, he says. A woman by the name of Kifla took the eye, and have every reason to believe she still possesses it. You've heard stories about the adventurer named Kiflara. As she is credited with having helped turn back a savage tide of forest trolls that assailed western Tulsa in her younger days. Now, in the twilight of her years, she resides in a guarded compound east of Trithic. A square fortress that reportedly holds the vast treasures she acquired during a lifetime of adventure. ancient fortress that is. Calafra doesn't readily relinquish her possessions, even those that are forgotten, says Tallis. There's a bit of bad blood between us, Oop, and I've no doubt she will give you a far friendlier reception than I might hope to retrieve. Spurred on by Tallis' promise of a handsome sum, and so far seeing no dire peril associated with the looming task, I think that's going to change. You accept the mission and tell the retired master adventurer that you will do your best to acquire the Iron Eye from Calafra. Tally thanks you, though he quickly adopts a cautionary tone, mourns you about something he claims to have only learned only recently. It's rumoured she's become a master of the dark art of necromancy, he says. The expression on his face betrayed his dislike for the magical discipline. I tell you this only to warn you. Don't think you've anything to fear from her. Unless she feels she's being unfairly dealt with. Tallies produces a map and details for you the location of Calafra's compound. You should certainly should be relatively easy to track, as her guarded lair is only a few miles east of Trithic. You thank Tallies for the information immediately begin to make preparations for the trek to Kiflara's abode. It's when you start start to bid the master 
Master Wrench farewell. She produces a black cough pouch and hands it to you. You open the pouch she has given you. A surprise to discover it contains eight adventurer tokens. Woo-wee! There will be more for you, my friend, when you return here with the iron eye, he says. This means a great deal to me, Soup. I thank you for agreeing to see me about this matter. Tully's prepares two more steaming mugs of payload and hands you one of the vessels. I wish you luck, of course, says Tally's, as you enjoy the hot, flavourful drink. I hope to see you back here quite soon. Please note, to continue this adventure, pay a visit to Trithic and look for The Eye That Binds under the adventures for this location option. Alright, to Trithic. And here we are. Adventures for this location. The first is the Lord of Wands Hall, and that's one heck of an adventure. But that can wait for later. And this one is the Eye that Binds. You set out at dawn, heading east from Twithic, towards the guarded compound of Kiflawa, in hopes of acquiring the Iron Eye. Embark on this adventure. You set out at dawn, heading east from Twithic, towards the guarded compound of the famed but retired adventurer, Kiflawa, in hopes of acquiring the Iron Eye that will serve to complete the bone amulet you discovered in time. Tally's eagerness to see the amulet reformed is curious, for you suspect he may place some sedimental value upon the strange object. A few hours east of the city, you turn north along a well-kept road that cuts through a narrow band of forest and arrives shortly at the towering iron gates of a walled compound. Peering through the gates, you note several smaller stone buildings and a grand hall situated across the lust, lush, sprawling grounds of the magnificent abode. I wonder if it's more grand than my magnificent abode. Your eye at the gate soon brings forth a pair of chain-clad guardsmen who promptly inquire about the nature of your business. When you reveal that you seek to address Kaflawa, word is sent into the compound's main hall. An answer is immediately received only a few minutes later. The gates are immediately opened. Two guardsmen guide you across the court Cross a courtyard filled with imposing statues and into a grand hall. Okay, I think it is better than mine. I don't really have any statues. I could get some, but I don't have any yet. There, just inside the structure's heavy, iron-banded doors, you're greeted by the sorceress herself. You flower bow, bows, and you politely return the gesture. Welcome, dupe, dupe soup, she says. Your visit is certainly an unexpected pleasure. Kiflara appears considerably younger than what you've heard her reported age to be. The tall sorceress, her long black hair flecked with grey, tells you she, heard, she has heard many extraordinary and heroic ta- tales detailing your various exploits throughout the realm. It's encouraging to know that the spirit of adventure has not yet perished, she says. 
So much of what we once hold dear is now gone, I'm afraid. The tales of your adventures hearken back to a more glorious age, Zoop. I doubt very much I'm alone in my belief that you're largely to thank for keeping our strange and wonderful profession alive. When she learns of the reason for your visit, Kefara seems somewhat taken aback. Must not admit I've heard... I must admit I've not heard that name in quite some time, she says when you make mention of the tallies. It's good to know he remembers me. Though I dare say I wouldn't wager he would ever forget our last meeting. Okay, I think they had quite a falling out. It's Hokiflower that you've come seeking the iron eye for the bone amulet. Almost immediately she adopts a cool, guarded demeanour. Oh dear. Tally should have come, for, come himself if it's the eye of the amulet he's after, she says, a tone noticeably less friendly than it was only moments ago. Still, I'm glad to have had the opportunity to meet you, Zoop. Kalafa reaches beneath her tunic and draws out an ornate, seven-sided iron token, dangling from a thin chain. She holds the object up for you to see. This... Is the Eye of the Amulet, she says. The amulet is the legendary Iron Heart Amulet, a gift from Tally's many years ago, a gift he later attempted to steal back. The thieves he had pursued me in, he had pursued me into Tarn never returned from the ruined city. I smashed the amulet in Tarn and left with the eye. Now no matter what he has told you, or will tell you, I've given you the true account. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll see. I mean, if you start to try and murder me, I will doubt your story. I mean, you can't pe- I mean if you're going to mur- go out murdering, you're, probably, you're not a particularly honest person, are you? Kiflara fingers the iron, the iron piece dangling on the end of the chain. Freda cannot be persuaded to relinquish the eye to just anyone, she says. You're hardly just anyone, however, Zoop. Take it. It's now yours. Kiflara removes the seven-sided iron token from the end of the chain, hands it to you. Told you to press it into the impression that's formed in the middle of the amulet shards when they're placed together. The eye that binds, she said. It's, it's about more than just the amulet, but well. All such things are doomed to pass with time. Oh dear. But Tallies and Kiflawa, they, they were lovers. That's what it was. It was a sedimental keepsake. Oh dear. Have we just got one woman scorned here? I think I'm in trouble. You follow her instructions, and instantly the iron eye is fitted into the small hollow at the centre of the shards. The amulet shimmers and becomes whole. It is now the Iron Heart Amulet. View. It's got three melee, it's a neck armour, obviously. It's three melee waiting, three stamina points, two body, one mind, four spirit. This magical bone amulet is made up of the four shards 
was covered in the lower ruins of Tarn, and the seven-sided centerpiece given to you by the sorceress Kithala. So it's nowhere near as good as any of the equipment I have now. It's not even. It's not even really. It's not even as good as the dragon core I mean, you got at the start. So it's there's no there's no reason to hang on to it, unless you're unless you're some sort of kleptomaniac, of course. The Iron Heart amulet says Kiflar, gazing longingly at the object resting in the palm of your hand. You'd be wise to accept whatever payment Atali has offered you for it for it is of no particular value to anyone but him. But you can tell him he need not still bear all grudges. A strange look passes over the sorceress's face, as her eyes remain fixed on the amulet. Still, she says, it's difficult to part with such a thing. Perhaps I'd better make sure you're worthy to possess it. The sound of movement in the hall behind you serves as the first inkling that all is not right here. Now look, look, if you wanted me to do some sort of challenge to get the amulet, just say, if you want the amulet, there's a challenge you have to do. Then it's fair. It's fair. I can just say, I can judge. I can decide. But, what, what is this thing? A legion of twelve skeletal warriors stands shoulder to shoulder across the hall behind you. Their decayed away of ancient weaponry drawn at the ready, immediately winded, reminded of Tally's warning that Kiflar is rumoured to have been a master of the art of necromancy. You glance back at Kiflar, but the sorceress remains stoic showing no discernible reaction to this unsettling development. At times, they they seem to have minds of their own, she says flatly. Play the minds, Oop. The game's only just begun. Their deployment might not even prove necessary. Clefo's eyes suddenly adopt a wild look as her stare blaze, blazes with unnatural intensity. Stabbing pain shoot through your head as the sorceress launches a powerful psionic attack that tears into your psyche. Pick a number. Bonus of 60. 20 from mind, 20 from aura, 20 from spirit. Needs to get 100 or more. Or presumably, I'll take quite a lot of damage. Failure. With 90, oh, so close, so close. Clothra's ravaging attack on your psyche tears through your mind. 22 damage. Do a healing for that. Winded, with your head pounding, you shake off the lingering effects of the powerful mental assault and step boldly towards the sorceress. You've taken less than three steps towards Clothra. When a second psionic attack assails your psyche, driving you to your knees as the icy fingers stab into the very fabric of your mind. Pick a number. Bonus of 60, success 100 once more. Success! With 150, you manage to fend off Kiflawa's powerful psionic attack. 
as you struggle to shake off the lasting effects of Kithara's powerful mental attack. A shrill hiss from behind you warns you of the approach of the sorceress's undead legion. You stagger to your feet and turn to find the first of the bone warriors swiftly closing in. The armoured skeleton swiftly drawing up to you hisses wildly as it prepares to strike you a deadly blow with its ancient weapon. Couldn't you give them new weapons, Kifala? I mean, you probably have hundreds of really nice, shiny new weapons you got during the course of your adventures. You could have at least equipped your skeletons with some of them, eh? Hey, come on now. I mean, if you're going, respect the bones. Respect the bones. It's an armoured skeleton. The vicious undead foe savagely assails you and crumbles to pieces, 9xp. You step back from the shattered remains of your slain skeletal foe and prepare to engage the next of the sorcerer's fearsome minions. The skeletal guardsman, swiftly drawing up to you, hisses wildly, prepares to strike you a deadly blow with its ancient weapon. You bravely engage the second of the undead foes, its skeletal guardsman. It savagely assails me. 9xb. It's an armoured skeleton. Bash, 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 bash. Another 9xb. Spear-wielding skeleton. Oh, there's a bit of variety in what they're called, at least. Fleshless axeman. Just savagely assails you. The unless you get quite a variety of different types of skeletons. A sword-wielding skeleton. Did a brutal stroke for about five damage. It's another sword-wielding skeleton. Okay, I'm going to quit combat from now on. Because there's no real, nothing more to be wed. Quick combat the fleshless axeman. Quick combat the spear-wielding skeleton. Quick combat the bone swordsman. Quick combat the other bone swordsman. You step back from the remains of your skeletal foe and exhale heavily as you prepare to engage the last of the sorceress's fearsome undead minions. It's a fleshless axeman. Quick combat. Now XP. The last of Kiflara's skeletal minions crumbles into a heap at your feet. With, Kifla- with the last of Kiflara's skeletal minions now a shattered pile of bone on the floor before you, you turn to face the sorceress and boldly demand to know the motive behind her treacherous attacks. I would hope to collect the amulet here, she says, her voice devoid of any discernible emotion. No matter, though, for the game is only beginning. I'll just as easily acquire it in my labyrinth when I pick it off your corpse. You leap forward, prepared to engage her, but a sudden and blinding flash flash of light fills the hall. That instant, a swirling black portal opens beneath your feet. You plunge into the inky vortex and tumble through a lightless void. Pick a, pick a number. Bonus of 18, 20 from agility, 
20 from body, 20 from Feathery, and 20 from Honor Combat. Presumably, this, this check is to land gracefully. Pick now. Success. You limberly land on your feet in the middle of a wide and dark stone corridor. A matter of moments, your faithful life source is showing you with new surroundings, with its revealing luminescence, I presumably do the three-point superhero landing. <laughs> the broad stone corridor, now illuminated by the radiance of your trusted light source, extends to the north and south, where it disappears into dense gloom. There is no sign of the portal for which you fell to arrive here. As you struggle to recall precisely... What Clefus said moments, moments ago, the voice of the treacherous sorceress wings out, seemingly from all directions. The game is deadly, but fair. Clefus' voice echoes along the passage. Find your way out of the labyrinth. I'll just keep the amulet you made whole. And your life? Ooh, two things. Should If you should perish here, I'll have no trouble taking my restored treasure from your corpse. You defiantly call out to the sorceress, demanding she provide you with a way out of the mage. Defeat the free aflame and set the corners afire. And she used the chilling voice of Kifara on the darkness ahead. This should prove a simple task for one of your heralded abilities. You again shout for Kiflar to release you from the labyrinth, but your bold request is met with silence. As you begin to study your newfound surroundings, the sorceress's final words repeat in your mind. Defeat the free aflame and set the corners afire. Begin, begin the thing. Okay, now, I'm in a little square... In the northwest corner, you're standing at the very spot you landed on when you fell into Kvalafa's gloomy and perilous labyrinth. You know you must, without delay, find your way out of this maze, or you will surely perish somewhere in its twisting passages. A sudden clatter of bones. Accompanied by a series of loud hisses, signals the arrival of one of the undead guardians that prowl Kiflara's deadly maze. You quickly draw yourself into a defensive stance as a one-armed skeletal warrior emerges from the gloom ahead. It's a one-armed skeleton warrior. And it savagely assails you. Yes, that's the thing about the monsters in this particular dungeon is they're pretty much all they they all fight in the same way. It's just there's a lot they all have a lot of different names. I think there's hundreds of them. Following your victory, you spend a few moments listening for any sign that more of your flowers are dead, maybe undead, maybe lurking nearby. At last, satisfied there are no more enemies at hand, you once again resume your exploration of the sinister labyrinth. Okay, southeast corner of that. To the north, you see a dark object 
seems to hang in midair. Your lonely footfalls echo eerily as you move along the shadowy corridors of this strange labyrinth. No, no, that doesn't sound right. It's a carpeted floor. This place definitely isn't carpeted. A heavy iron bell hangs over the centre of this section of the corridor. A thick length of rope dangles out of the bell, offering you the wings by which to wing the oddly placed object. I guess I'll just ring the bell. If nothing else, it'll make a nice sound. Wing the bell. You take hold of the rope dangling down from the bell and give it a solid tug. The bell tells once. Dong! The reverberating echoes of the bell sounding pass along the shadowy corridor and slowly fade into silence. Suddenly, somewhere in the distance, you hear what sounds like stone grazing upon stone. Okay, that's presumably done something. The west, you can see a strange glow. The north wall of the air at this bend in the corridor it's a bright gold, bright gold glow. In the centre, in almost the exact centre of the glowing wall, it's a small impression. Both the size and shape of the impression seem vaguely familiar. A particular item may be of use here. Now, there's only one item I've acquired while going here, and that's the amulet itself. So, by adventurer rules, that's probably what you use. Use. You, put, you press the arm and heart amulet into the impression. The amulet fits perfectly, and after a few moments, the wall begins to emit a bright silver glow. It emits a bright... What happens if I use it again? It's a bright green glow. And now it's a bright blue glow. On to bright green... Okay, so you can change the colour of the glow using the amulet. It's a hissing skeletal guardian this time. It's fighting me. Savagely assails me. Okay, from now on I'm just going to quit combat all those undead. Alright, ring the bell again. Suddenly, somewhere in the distance, you hear what sounds. The bell tolls twice. Dong! Dong! Suddenly, somewhere in the distance, you hear what sounds like stone grating upon stone, followed by a loud click. Okay, that. Okay, now, this little square has been linked to another little square to the east. The wall, ceiling and floor of this section of the corridor, covered by thick iron plating. You study the metal and wonder what significance may be as you make your way along the passage. So one arm bone wire, slain, another 5xp. Helm skeletal guardian, slain, 5xp. Oh yeah. Now there is a soft time limit on this dungeon. As the more foes you fight, the stronger they get. Or maybe the weaker I get, as I get more and more exhausted. 
or something like that. South, you see a dark, dark object seems to hang in mid-air. A heavy iron bell hangs over the centre of this section of the corridor. A thick length of rope dangles out of the bell, offering you the means by which to wing the oddly placed object. Wing the bell. I do so. Dong! Suddenly, somewhere in the distance, hear what sounds like stone grating upon stone. Alright, nothing's happened. Wing it again. Dong! Dong! Somewhere, suddenly, suddenly, somewhere in the distance, you'll hear what sounds like stone grating upon stone. Wing the bell once more. Dong! 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 Suddenly, somewhere in the distance, you hear what sounds like stone grating upon stone, followed by a loud click. Unfortunately, I don't have any bells handy to do more realistic sound effects. That's presumably unlocked some new place to go. Ah, I can go to the to another little square in the southeast, in the northeast corner. There's another bell, I'm gonna wing it. Dong wing it again. Dong Dong Suddenly somewhere in the distance you hear what sounds like stone grating upon stone, followed by a loud click. It's a staggering skeletal warrior. Quick combat that one. Eventually, east you see a strange glow. It's bright green glow here. Just another staggering skeletal warrior, or something like that. Headless skeleton stalker. Oh, Kiflara, won't you look after your undead? Arm, armored fleshless warrior. Bash that one. Yeah, lots of comp flaming skeleton. The whole corridor ahead is suddenly filled with a flickering crimson glow as a flaming skeleton lurches into view. The burning, fleshless undead staggers in your direction, its flame enveloped arms outstretched towards you. Hmm, three aflame? This one is aflame? Probably have to defeat it. Flaming skeleton reaches out for you with clawed, burning hands. Bashy, 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 going to burning rage. I've had enough skeletons! 38 XP and 64 experience to general, yes. That's a clear sign this is important. A fierce blaze of crimson engulfs the skeleton as it crumples to the floor of the passage. In seconds, your slain undead foe has been reduced to a smouldering pile of ash. You spot a feeble red glow seeping from somewhere in amongst your possessions. It's probably the amulet. Let's just have a look at that. Look at the Ironheart amulet. It emits a feeble red glow. Okay, now, Staggering Bone Guardian, boop. Yes, because things won't... Oh, yes, the 
It's a flaming skeleton now. The corridor ahead is suddenly filled with a flickering crimson glow as the flaming skeleton lurches into view. The burning, fleshless undead menace scatters staggers in your direction. Its flame-enveloped arms outstretched towards you. It's a flaming skeleton. Which is out of his clawed and burning hams. You are engulfed by the flames of your enemy's attack. Yeah, this is a special foe. There's only three of these in the entire labyrinth. I've slain it. 38 combat experience. 64 experience to general. A fierce blaze of blaze of crimson engulfs the skeleton as it crumples to the floor of your passage. In seconds, your slain undead foe has been reduced to a towering pile of ash. You spot a bright red glow seeping from somewhere in amongst your belongings. Look at that amulet again. We'll scroll down a bit. Yep, it's bright red glow now. Okay, now, the little square on the west side has been unlocked now. Because there's a grid of nine little squares. Alright, I'm in the west. Ooh, it's another flaming skeleton. The corridor ahead is suddenly filled with a flickering crimson glow as the flaming skeleton lurches into view. The burning, fleshless, undead menace staggers in your direction. Its flame-enveloped arms outstretched towards you. So, here we go. Gonna bash this flaming skeleton. But I could use my anti-undead weaponry, but don't particularly need it. The flaming skeleton reaches out for you with clawed, burning hands. Bash, 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 engulfed by the flames for 12, and then again for 15 damage. It is slain, 38 combat experience, 64 experience to general. A fierce blaze of crimson flame erupts the skeleton as it crumples to the floor of the passage. In seconds, your slain undead foe is produced to a smoldering pile of ash. You spot a blazing red glow. Seeping from somewhere amongst your possessions, it'll be the Iron Heart Amulet. Okay, here's another one of those bells. Dong! Somewhere, suddenly, somewhere in the distance, hear what sounds like stone grating upon stone, followed by a loud click. Okay, what's been unlocked? It's not here, maybe it's in any other part of the dungeon. Okay, making headless skeletal warrior, just bash that. Yep, just now got to backtrack to the eastern, to the northeastern, eastern little square. And the eastern square has now been unlocked. Spear wielding skeleton guardian, bashed, 5xp. Still 5 XP. They're not getting they're not getting tough particularly fast. Ah, here comes another bell. Dong! Suddenly, somewhere in the distance, hear what sounds like stone grating upon stone. We can get it again. Dong! 
Dong! Suddenly, somewhere in the distance, you hear what sounds like stone grating upon stone, followed by a loud click. Okay, gonna go back to the western, to the western square, and see if something new has been unlocked, a new path. Won't know until we get close. A town fleshless warrior. Also, it's the battle way is finishing that because I've had enough skeletons. It's a cloaked fleshless score stalker. Also defeated. I mean, how do I know what all these different types of skeletons are? Did they have a little name tag on them? It says, hello, I am cloaked fleshless stalker. Nice to eat you, or something like that. Okay, now on to the southwest corner, which has been unlocked. And here comes the other bell in the southwest corner, because every little square seems to have a bell. Ring the bell. Dong! Suddenly, somewhere in the distance, you hear what sounds like stone grating upon stone. Please continue. Ring the bell again. Dong! And then, Dong! Suddenly, somewhere in the distance, hear what sounds like stone grating upon stone. Looks like i got to wing it again. Dong! 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 Suddenly, somewhere in the distance, you hear what sounds like stone grating upon stone, followed by a loud click. Okay, the southern part is open now, which means there's only one last bit to unlock. Other, well, one last edge bit to unlock, and then... And then I've got to get to the centre. It's going to unlock the southeast and then the centre. Wing the bell. Dong! Wing it again. Dong! Dong! And wing it for a third time. Dong! 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 Let's see what happens now. Ring the bell once more. Dong, dong. Ring the bell. Dong, dong, dong. Keep ringing. Has something happened? Dong. Suddenly, somewhere in the distance, you hear what sounds like stone grating upon stone, followed by a loud click. Okay, the southeastmost corner is now open. Now, east there is a glow. The south wall, the south wall at the bend in the corridor emits a bright blue glow. Almost the exact centre of the glowing wall is a small impression. Both the size and shape of the impression seem vaguely familiar. 
Now I guess I've got to make them all glow the same. Bright silver. Bright gold. Bright gold. Bright gold. Bright gold once more. Bright gold, that's not what I want. Bright silver. I guess I'm going to set them all to glow silver. See if that works. Okay. Now, making my way to the southwest corner to adjust because there is no bell in the southeast, eastern's little square. So it now falls to getting these, there's a hissing skeletal guardian and defeated, to getting all these little glowing corners to do whatever it is. Bright silver in the, the southwest, that's okay. Alright, let's see, making my way to the northwest corner. Alright. Sword wielding scales of guardian, just gonna bash you. Five XP. Bright green glow. No, that's not it. That's not it. Use the iron amulet. Bright silver again. Could that be it? Well, if it is, we get the last one to be that colour, and we'll hear lots of things moving about. And entrances being opened, and generally things happening. Bright green, hit green here. Don't want to use that. Bright red. Is that it? Bright red. Bright gold. Bright silver. Nope. Doesn't seem like anything has happened with bright silver. It's probably. Probably, I'm going to try bright red for all of them now. I got them to all to be bright silver and nothing has happened. Use bright silver, bright silver, bright silver, bright silver, bright silver, bright silver. Don't want more bright silver. Bright silver. Bright silver. No, I don't want bright silver. I want bright red. Head back. Okay. Okay, I've got one of them to bright red now. Good. It makes sense that he's the glow of the amulet. Okay, bright silver here. No, it's bright silver again. Don't, don't want that. Bright red. Alright, got two bright reds now. Two white, red, red glowing corners. Axe Wielding Skeleton Warrior. Just bash quick combat that. Oh, 6 XP. Okay, now they will all provide 6 XP. Armoured Skeleton Warrior. 6 XP. And it's going to keep going up. And since there is no way, way in here to restore your health or your magic, every, he every, every piece of damage you take is slowly, slowly, slowly wearing you down. 
Unless, of course, you equip the Hail Blade, which sometimes fully restores you. Might come in handy for an adventure like this. To the south, strange glow. Bright silver this time, don't want that. Bright silver, nope, nope, not bright silver. I'm going for bright wet. Bright gold, I don't do with that. Bright gold, nope. Bright silver, no, I didn't want bright silver. I had it a bright silver and it didn't work. Bright silver. Bright gold, no, I don't want bright gold. Bright gold. Bright gold. Bright silver. Bright red, finally. Finally, that's three quarters of the corners blazing red. Hissing Skeletal Guardian, slay that. Another 6 XP. Now, if, if you're willing to wander around for a long time, you can get a lot of combat experience here. But it's probably no, not much more quick, quick than, than just doing all the normal replayables. But... I mean, it's not, not to be sneezed at. I mean, if you're doing this adventure anyway, I mean, that, that, those combat experiences do add up. Because I've probably fought about 50 of them by now. So that's... So that's uh, 300 combat experience. Strange glow. So now it was bright silver. Now it's bright silver again. Don't want that. Don't want that. Bright red, suddenly. Yes, yes, they all should be bright red. A shudder runs through the floor beneath your feet. The distant sound of stone grating upon stone reaches your ears. After several moments, the tremors subside and the sound fades to silence. Okay, Helm Skeletal Sorcerer, just going to bash that. You ain't got time for your undead. I've got to see what I've unlocked. Yes. Yes. Now, the passage to the central central square is unlocked. And in fact, in fact, there are passages to it from all the sides. And I've just stepped into the square and I've got 256 experience to general. I guess it's triggered to go off whichever way you you enter it, which is some quite, quite considerable programming. That you step out of the iron corridor and into the hall constructed entirely out of large blocks of smooth white stone. On eight lamps, hanging from the walls at regular intervals. Provide a bright, flickering luminance that affords little haven for the shadows that filled the previous portions of Kefala's labyrinth. You turn back to glaze at the iron corridor, only to find it is no longer there. A solid wall of white stone now exists in the place, place of the passage you stepped through only moments ago. Look, Kefala! I solved your dungeon. That means 
you have to let me out. That is the implied contract. I solve the dungeon, I get my freedom and I keep the amulet. There's nothing about just trapping me underground forever and hoping my skill of gating is good enough to get me out or something like that. Yes, oh well. I'm sure something will turn up. I mean, that would be... That wouldn't be much of a quest if the end is... You are stuck underground forever and then starve to death. That would be a really depressing end. Although, oddly enough, it does happen in one case. The case, the case being in the... Doors of Deception challenge in the battlegrounds. But that's not a real adventure, so you can have depressing endings. Your footfalls echo loudly off the polished white stone walls of the broad, torchlit corridor. Something tells you you are not alone in this passage. I am now in the centre square, which is presumably the final square I go to because I've been to all the others. Alright, one, I've just been, I've done a complete loop of it nearly, then suddenly, the sudden appearance of Kifara from around the bend in the passage just ahead freezes you in your tracks. The sorceress smiles and bows deeply as she reaches the centre of the corridor. You're one of only a few who have ever made it through, she says. And as you might have already discovered, however, you have yet to find your way out. May, I'm afraid, prove to be a rather long search. A search for a door that doesn't exist. Oh, come on now. That's cheating. You're cheating. You are a cheater and also a murderer. But obviously you don't particularly care about that. But a cheater. I mean, violence. I can understand. I put up with that every day. But cheating. Cheating. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even think of words, I'm so angry! You angrily demand that Kefala reveal the exit from this labyrinth. Response to your request, she only frowns. The game is not yet over, Soup. Clara's eyes suddenly adopt a wild look as her stare blazes with unnatural intensity. Stabbing pain shoots through your head as the sorceress launches a powerful psionic attack that tears into your psyche. Pick a number. Pick a number, bonus of 60, 20 mind, 20 or 20 spirit. You need 100 or more. It's the standard mental attack check. Failure at 78. The stabbing pain coursing through your mind takes a deadly toll on you. 14 damage. Winded, and with your head still aching, you stagger to your feet, ready to engage the treacherous 
and powerful sorceress. Tavara raises both of her hands, and the silence that fills the white stone corridor is shattered by a series of chilling wails. You spin around to find yourself confronted by a pair of ghost ghastly apparitions floating swiftly along the passage. The two ghosts appear vaguely human, for you can through you can make out only scant features beneath the flowing grey robes that conceal their phantasmal forms. You boldly assume a defensive stance and prepare for battle as the first of the hideous spirits surges forward and attacks. It's a wailing ghost and I begin combat. The sinister apparition reaches out for you. You tremble with uncontrolled rage as you assail your foe, and it keeps reaching out for you. And it is slain, 6xp. The second wailing spirit floats forward and swipes at you with its glowing, croft-draped limbs. You dodge the ghost's initial attack. Quickly counter it, begin combat. Reaches out for me, but I mace it in the face. And because it's a magical mace, it actually does something. You are slain, 6 XP. The second spirit's wails fail, fade to whispers, then to silence as the gruesome apparition dissipates to a cloud of mist before promptly vanishing. Gifara folds her arms and fixes her cold stare upon you. This game has reached its end, she says. Give me the amulet, and you will be allowed to leave these halls. Refuse, and I will entomb you here. Now, okay, I think she's, well, I think she's a liar. I'm going to use divination. Thor speech of divination. You discern Kiflar is telling her to, and she will provide you with a way out. Way out of the labyrinth in exchange for the amulet. Strange enough, you sense no strong awe of evil surrounding the sorceress. Hmm. But, but, maybe she's just hiding it. I mean, she does. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Demand to be shown. I don't want to give her the amulet. I promise to retrieve it. Demand to be shown the way out. Kefala sighs. The frying sorceress places her hands on your hips. You're quite similar to the man on whose behalf you made this perilous little journey, she says. Her voice devoid of any hint of malice. You only wanted to make certain you weren't earned that piece. As you wish, keep it. Kifara holds up her white hand. At first, nothing appears to happen, but a quick glance to your white reveals a steep stair ascending into shadow where a solid wall stood only moments ago. Get out of here, she says, and give my regards to Tallies. Kifara slowly but steadily begins to fade from view. In a matter of moments, there is no longer any sign of the sorceress. You promptly make for the stairs. You've climbed less than ten of the stairs when you're plunged into total darkness. 
your mind races as you begin to wonder whether you've walked into a sinister trap. It's only a few moments, however, bright light stabs through the shadows and you suddenly find yourself outside the edge of the forest with no sign of the stairs you've just ascended. Immediately, your gaze is drawn to the north, where it falls upon the compound of the treacherous sorceress. You hardly recognise it. A collection of crumbling buildings rising out of the grassy wide expanse inside the toppled outer wall looks nothing like the well-kept compound you entered only a short while ago. To your left stands the decayed, mangled remains of the mighty gates that first confronted you when you arrived in the sorceress's abode. You clearly recall waiting behind the formidable iron barrier who awaited for our guardsmen to send word of your arrival. Almost due north, rising above several smaller parts of Debris, are the moss-covered remains of the Grand Hall wherein you encountered Kiflara. All appearances seem to indicate, despite your obvious misgivings, the compound has been abandoned for many years and subsequently, subsequently fallen into ruin. I hope I, have, I hope I haven't done some sort of whip rat Rip Van Winkle thing. I'm probably saying the wrong word. Where I've accidentally fallen asleep for 30 or 40 years. Because um, that would be a big mess. No, no, it's pro probably just an illusion. I mean, just I mean, just writing for that. No, no. You couldn't really do that because... Most of the quests, other quests, don't make sense if you so if you, you can jump forward thirty years. Puzzled by the strange, unless I jump forward thirty years and find a way to come back, pretty sharpish. Which case it can happen then, but it can't be permanent. Puzzled by the strange and unexpected turn of events. You turn and slowly make your way along the uneven, overgrown road, leading away from the lair of the sorceress. Your relatively short trek from Clefo's seemingly long-abandoned compound back to Trithic passes without incident. Despite having escaped from the sorceress's perilous mage, you can't seem to shake the notion that somehow something is now changed, forever changed, a brief stop in Trithic and a well-deserved flagon at one of the Witherport's more reputable taverns. You make your way to the Tally's trading post. I guess I guess I've looked around enough to be sure that no sort of time skip has happened. Where you find the retired master adventurer eagerly awaiting your return. He welcomes you into his cottage and offers you a seat at his cluttered table as he hastily removes a large, leather-bound ledger and several pouches, before moving over to tend to a pot of palo on the hearth, without having to be ashed. You launch into a detailed account of your visit to Kifala's compound. You wait to tell all the important pieces of your encounter with the treacherous Kifara and his subsequent trials in the deadly labyrinth. 
when you tell him that you possess the completed amulet, he notes a glimmer of excitement in the ageing adventurer's eyes. His demeanour rapidly rebounds, however, and he simply nods and smiles as you conclude your brief but detailed account. You're somewhat taken aback when Telly's asks whether or not you'd like to keep the Iron Heart Amulet instead of returning it to him for the reward you were promised. Seems only fair to allow you the choice, she says. You were, after all, the one who made you whole again. I leave the matter entirely up to you. If you choose to part with it, I'll, I'll give you 24 adventurer tokens and 10,000 gold. Yeah, you carefully consider the master adventurer's offer. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna... Yeah, that, that's a lot of adventure tokens and a fair amount of gold. Yep, you're getting the amulet. In fact, even if you didn't offer me anything, I'd still give you the amulet. You hand tallies the amulet. He eagerly accepts it and smiles while repeatedly turning it over in his hands. Tallies places a small chest on the table and flips back the lid, revealing a small black pouch filled with adventurer tokens and a large quantity of gold. 24 adventure tokens and 10,000 gold tokens. You've earned every bit of that, he says, smiling. Can't quite thank you enough, Zoop. The master adventurer seems overjoyed to once again be possession of the reformed amulet. He studies it intently for some time before placing it in his pocket. Perhaps someday I'll tell you the story behind the amulet. But not today, he says. I need to be make certain it's kept safe this time. Now, don't go rushing off just yet, says Tallies, as he moves over to tend to a large iron kettle, hanging low over the glowing coals in his hearth. There's venison, bit of rabbit, plucked fowl, and turnips in this pot, not to mention a good bit of rich stock. I've got, I've got a cask of some of Trithic's best ale on hand. Payment on a debt, mind. Tally's motions for you to take a seat at the table as he busies himself at the fire. After a few moments, he sits down across from you and sighs. Now, we've lit we've a li little while before that's ready, so tell me all about your little excursion. Don't leave anything out. Just a moment, let me fetch the payload before it frosts over. With that, the retired master adventurer leaps up from his chair and whoops, washes over to the bumbling, bubbling paleo pot. Suddenly, he turns back to you with a thoughtful expression spreading across his face. The eye that binds, he says. That's what some have called it, you know. Ah, well, let me just tend to this tailor before a moment, for a moment, before it makes us both sorry. And that finishes this little adventure with 8,192 experience to general and 1,024 experience to all skills and powers. And now, I think uh, maybe a new adventure's been unlocked. No, 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 it, ha no, it hasn't. It's just, it's just not 
it's just not it's just not got up to date yet. All right, time to save. Refresh again. Mm. Yep, there's forty six ventures unlocked. There's forty six before I before I went to tallies. Forty six now. And for now, for now, for next time, maybe we'll, hmm, what shall we do next? What shall we do next is the question. Let's see, there's still, still lots of content to do. Maybe go back to Hawklaw, I think. That will continue to will continue the saga, and see what Woundskin and his sort of allies are in, are engaged engaged in there. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.